Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Well, I just am so happy that I got to come. Honestly, I'm just honored. I know Pastor Ed and I, we often reflect at our times in London, and I think for sure it was the highlight of our whole entire life that God would choose us to come to London, a big city. I mean, my town was like 12,000 people. <laughs> but, to, but to call us to help plant a church in the heart of London, that to us was a privilege and an honor to us. And we did really take the people as they came as our own. I used to tell my kids and the young people, you're my kid and I'm gonna talk to you and love on you like I do my own. So, you know, four children became many, many, many more. Um, But we counted it a great honor and a great privilege. And we just wanna commend you, Pastor Rod and Julie, for the great work you're doing. I just really do, we just commend you so much. We first, met, we first met Rod when he first came to L- London. It was at 1983. It was the same time. So he's been a missionary to the UK, left his family, and he has stayed. And look at what God has done. You know, I just think to God be the glory. It's not me or it's not Ed. It's to God be the glory. It's Jesus. Let's give Jesus a hand. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to commend all the trustees. I mean, we've had several. Dan Chesney, I know many of you know him. He was one of our very first trustees. And Pastor Rod actually was one of the trustees in the early days, too. And through the years, you've had different trustees who's really stood and Uh, our deacons and the ministry staff and Pastor Ed used to say ministry is spelled anybody remember w-o-r-k you want to get involved in ministry that's where it is the work of the ministry thank you all this everybody working behind the scenes you know different ones Husna mentioned it too all of you make up the church God calls us together to build a holy temple to himself um and we just thank God for what he's going to do through you. I know when, like in Chicago, they say the deeper a foundation is, the longer that it takes to build the foundation, the higher the building can be. And I believe that part of our, our time in London, our 20 years almost, was to help lay a foundation. And I believe you're getting to see the fruit of your labors in building the house. And thank God. There needs to be a lighthouse, many lighthouses, in London. Because though the world's going to become dark and is dark, the light will shine in you. You're a lighthouse to the city. Our young people can be lighthouses in their schools and community. Um, Your influence is still having an impact, and it's going to continue to have an impact. Pastor Ed sends his greetings. He's so sorry he couldn't come. He wanted to. He's thinking about you. We do think about you all the time and pray for you. Uh, My children are grown like yours are. I couldn't believe when I've seen how mature all of the children are. It's just amazing. Tim is 41. 
He was five when we came to London, and he has just been blessed with twins, and he's got another son who's four. They live in Alaska, so I don't get to see them much, but he's serving um, the Lord really in the military, and he's blessed. He's in a really good um, Assemblies of God church there. He's very evangelistic, and I'm so thankful for God watching over him, keeping him safe. Um, Natalie, she's in Canton, Ohio, five hours away. She has two children. Her and her husband attended church. She's involved in the ministry of the church, but she's a director of a homeless uh, charity that reaches out and helps provide housing for homeless people, food, meals. She helps write the grants, and she's very busy doing that. Her son thinks she can get a house for any homeless person. He really believes in her, so that's awesome. Stephen and Charity, um, they came back from the mission field some time ago and now live in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, with three children. They're all serving Jesus. He's helping at an international church, reaching out to international students in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, called All Nations. It's with a vineyard church. And one of the great testimonies I had recently is um, my granddaughter Zoe. They were visiting a church on holiday in another state. She was the only child in their Sunday school, and the Sunday school teachers was asking, "Is any children need prayer? Well, all these little children came up for prayer. Now, she's the first-time visitor of this particular church in the Sunday school. And then the, the leader, children's leader, said, is there any other children here who would like to come and pray for these children? Well, Zoe, she didn't know anybody, but she just got up and walked up, and when it was time to pray for them, she laid hands on this little boy, and she just prayed healing into that boy and was thanking Jesus for healing. And the little boy started laughing and jumping, and he said, my eyes were crossed, and now they're straight. I can see, I can see, I can see. And so I just thank God for that. I just really thank God that the children and your children are growing up to serve the Lord and involved. I mean, to me, that's where it is, our heritage is passing it to the next generation. Psalm 145, uh, I think it was, uh, was a very key thing for us for Crossfire. One generation will praise his works to another and declare his mighty acts. So there has to be a continual generation of passing on, as it were, the baton. We once took a trip, a uh, mission team, several times. Well, we did 18 mission, short-term mission trips, but one of the times, and Mel can remember this, we were in Czech Republic, and we were doing the youth. We had a youth uh, vein and we had a children's vein. But we were really, um, you know, impressed to do one on redigging the wells. And many of the teenagers had not known, because under communism, anything to do with Christianity had been blocked out, forgotten, that they had a great reformer named Jan Hus, who was actually burned at the stake for his faith, for speaking God's word. They knew Jan Hus as a reformer who was helping transform bad conditions of the time. And he even had a statue, but nothing to do with his faith in Jesus Christ was there. And that was like in the 1300s. Now this is, what, 2000? We probably went 2005, 2004. But all of a sudden, they realized they had a rich heritage of Christianity in Czech Republic. And it was amazing to see God... God resurrecting like this is for me now 
I can take hold of that. And today, even in London, you know, you have John Wesley and some of those great, great people. George Whitfield, it's, you know, he got over 20,000 people at Hyde Park Corner preaching the gospel without amplification. You know, there is a rich Christian heritage that needs to be dug up here in Britain. And we just got to take the land. He said, though, this many will fall on this side, that many on that side, it will not come near, near your dwelling. That we have power, you have power to tread on snakes and scorpions. And you have power to preach the gospel. The gospel is the only change agent. Amen? The only change agent. Um, Philippians 3.20, our commonwealth or our citizenship is in heaven from whence we look to Jesus. We're part of the kingdom of God. So we, we are governed by kingdom of God principles as we live out our, our life at home, in our community, in our school. We function by a higher principle, higher laws, the kingdom laws. And Ms. Seska, I love that ministry you gave. Thank you so much for that song. And Hasna and Tommy and all of you, such kind words. It's awesome. But to think that God empowers us to live that love walk it's like Jesus said if somebody you know wants a coat you give him another I mean those scriptures just keep running back to you I remember once after a long uh, wonderful crossfire I was totally exhausted and I was driving the church van after dropping kids off and I go and I park up at we were using St. Mark's Kennington I park up and just as I start to go some lady runs to me and says Oh, please, please, can you take me just down to uh, Clapham Common? I said, oh, you know, I'm really tired. I've had a very long week at conference, and the scripture comes to me. If, you, if somebody wants you to go a mile, go to. I'm thinking, why do I know that scripture? <laughs> and so she says, oh, please, oh, please, it'll only take you like five more minutes. And I'm thinking, well, my kids are already home. Ed's there with the kids. I was the last one to leave the church. Da, 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 da. Well, you know what, Lord? This could be an opportunity to witness. So, yes, and you said go another mile. Yes, okay, I'll take you down to Clapham Common. But I did notice that it was very busy that day because the Oval Underground was shut. People were walking all over the street, but it really didn't dawn on me what I had committed to. So I say, okay. And all of a sudden she says, hey, guys, we've got a ride. So all of a sudden... I saw like 10 people running to me. They had cigarettes, they had beer, they're running like this. And at that time, we had Commonwealth Christian Fellowship all alongside that bus. And they're coming, and I'm saying, Oh, Jesus, what do I do? You know, if they ask me, this, and I said, Well, uh, I don't think it's appropriate probably to bring the beer and the cigarettes inside the van. Oh, no problem. They get in and then they hang their hands, <laughs> their beer can, their cigarettes outside, above the church sign. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, you're going to have to help me because I've really got a witness to these, these folks because, you know. And then as I start to drive, I'm looking and there's people sitting on top of the houses and people's walking. It almost felt like we were in a parade or something. You know, and I'm still praying, Lord Jesus, give me this opportunity to share with these young people. And I said, uh, where are we going? And they said, oh, gay pride. 
I said, oh, great. <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? If my church, if our church people see me driving, they'll be okay. They'll say, oh, Sister Lori, because they know me. Sister Lori's just helping somehow. But what really got me, and I had to check my heart, is if the other ministers in town sees us, what will that do? What's the reputation? It's so funny things that bring back to your memory. But I got to share Jesus just shortly with them before they got out, and they said thank you. But I often prayed for those young people, you know, because it was so loud. I couldn't really get a word in edgewise, but God does that. He brings things to your remembrance. And one of the things I wanted to to just talk briefly about, because I know our time is going, is memorial stones. In Joshua 3 and 4, and I won't read that because I know time's getting away, um, just before the Battle of Jericho happened, Joshua had to get all of the Israelites across the Jordan River. And he was talking to the Lord, and he was saying, how is this going to happen? And you know, a lot of times we have challenges in our life like Jericho walls. That needs to come down. Blockages, hindrances, weights, whatever. That needs to come down. But the Lord always has an answer. And his answer was to Joshua that the people will know that there's a living God among you if you do these things. So he tells them, he says, um, I want to choose 12 men to represent 12 tribes. And we're going we're gonna to cross the river. But when the priests who were carrying the Ark of God's presence goes before you, God's presence always goes before you. You don't want to get in front of it. You want to let him lead you. He goes before you. The waters are going to stop flowing, and they did. And then they're going to be on a heap, just like they were at the Red Sea. And then you're going to go through. And these 12 men is going to pick up stones. And these are going to be used... To make a memorial and the memorial was built the next day where the priest was standing and it said these memorial stones are for the future so that when your descendants when your children say hey what are these stones here for that you can use that as a memorial to point to and said that God made a way through the river he made a dry ground and this is what you would tell your descendants um, it's in Joshua 4, um, 20 to 24. So all men might know that the hand of the Lord God is powerful and that they might fear the Lord your God because the Lord's delivered you. And he can deliver you today. He can deliver your situation today. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11 is your key verse. You know, the Lord was thinking about Israel and Judah. He's thinking about you today. He always has a plan. He always has a plan, and he's always working, and we just got to tune in to him. Like the scripture in Habakkuk about writing the vision. Before that, it says, watchman, you know, stand your watch so you can actually hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Then write it down, and then as you're waiting on it, give yourself to it so that you can run to read it. Well, I have a few memorial stones, too. And at first, I was going to ask Tommy if the kids' church could actually bring these big boxes that had memorial stone like crossfire church you know missions and that 
But then I thought, I'd rather show you in picture form. It's only five minutes. I've asked Dominic to help me do that. So if you could show a slideshow of some memorial stones that I hold on to that help lay a foundation in this house. You know, when Jesus uh, offered communion, he said, this do in remembrance of me so that you would show the death of Jesus, the reason for Jesus dying on the cross till he comes. Whenever you see pictures, memorials of things in the past, it's just to remember what God has done. Because if he did it once, he'll do it again. We, tr we probably moved into set seven different venues in six years. And when we first started the church, we had 17 people. Chris was three, and he thought his job was to carry daddy's guitar stand from the van to the stage. It became a machine gun, it became a tree, it became all sorts of things, but it finally made it to its destination. That was his job. It, it was just a job. Each of the kids, right from the start, felt like they were part of the church. It wasn't never a time where, and I've talked to them a lot since, that they felt like it was a church or us. They were part of it. They were part of it. It was their church too. I mean, Stephen, he was a little guy. He probably was maybe six. He thought he could set up the chairs just like the big guys, and he'd be moving the chairs. No, it needs to get this way. I think if you do it this way, he's trying to tell the ushers what to do. Tim was just 11 and a half, and he thought he could carry. We had the big old speakers, I mean, heavy speakers. He, I saw him one day trying to carry that thing by himself. I said, Tim, you can't do that. Mom, I'm a big boy. I can do it. Oh, you know, Natalie, she would set up the tea. And I was telling Vivian, one of the very first equipment that we actually bought, the church, was an urn for coffee and tea. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. And do the books. But it's just the children's always been part of it. You know, I have so many memories of Husta and Jean-Marc. We've done missions together. I did have a picture, but he wasn't able to show all of them of trustees that we had through the years. And, you know, Husta and Jean-Marc was just a real support to, to us. And when we were doing the missions to Mauritius especially, but yeah, throughout everything. When we did Crossfires, Melanie and Barb Smith. Oh, I just really appreciate her and Husna. We had such a good team together. I would bring some of our older youth to come and help set up because they would set up the rooms. They would pray in the rooms. I always felt like it was our job to help mentor the next generation. And we never wanted this to be called, oh, do you go to Ed Edge Church or do you go to Hornbeck's Church? Commonwealth was not our church. Commonwealth is the Lord's church. And we just want to support what the Lord is doing. And I know even when we did the, the membership classes, and I'm sure that's what you're going to do too. If you can align with the member uh, membership class, you know what's being taught, you know the vision of the church, that's what you hold steady to. And I think even Tommy, when he was talking about being the faithfulness, it's being faithful to the call. When you're faithful to the call, you go through those frozen moments, and we would had them six years without heat at St. Mark's. Anne and Brian would come in in ski pants and would wear ski pants to church and coats and uh, 
when my, our father Ed's dad came to visit us, he actually got pneumonia. We kept telling him, don't sit out there in the cold. Come in here and just sit out in the cold during church. But he didn't want to interfere with anything. But we have just so many memories. But in that, the kingdom of God's been advanced. The last 30 years, the kingdom of God has really been advanced. And, you know, I'm so thankful for the emphasis on prayer that Pastor Rod and Julie have because, to be honest, I feel like the gates of hell is shaking because you're plundering hell and populating heaven, as Reinhard Bonnke says. Amen? And I think when they pray, there's an authority there that releases the heavenly beings to minister on, your, on our behalf, on the behalf of of Jesus in this in this nation and the world and I just you know I want to encourage you to just keep standing keep going keep uh, Isaiah 43 26 says uh, put me in remembrance God's saying put me in remembrance let us plead to, uh, together declare that thou mayest be justified 44 3 says I chose you I formed you I will pour water on you who are weary and thirsty if you get tired just say I need a refreshing don't give up. We just wouldn't let Tommy give up. We just saw something in Tommy. You know, God saw something in David that made Samuel go to David. And he would not be satisfied till he saw David because he knew, God knew there was a heart there he could work with. And often I used to think we're in uh, Acts, it says that David was a man after God's own heart. And I thought, but you know, he failed, he sinned. How can that, because God's not, he's not failed, he's not sinned. But then you read the whole verse. And it says, because he fulfilled the purposes of God for his generation. That's what he's looking at. David repented. He was a worshiper. He made mistakes. We're all human, we do make mistakes. But I'm just saying, he's looking for a heart who wants to serve, to be faithful, to fulfill God's purposes. And I, I used to think, if I can, even if I upset somebody by maybe being a mama, and I upset them, but I was able to save their soul from hell, I will do it. And I never would want to be harsh anyways. I always wanted to minister in grace. But we have to see people through God's eyes, not through our own, because the Lord sees potential in everybody. He died for the whole world. And so when you're praying for people, when you're seeing people, look beyond because we all have faults. Amen? Um, so we celebrate Jesus today. I want to just pray that God will continue to release his heavenly purposes in this house. I wanted to say things about everybody. I just, it's like, oh, I could write a book. I guess that's where they said if everything that Jesus did was written down, you wouldn't be able to read it. Well, I didn't do anything like Jesus in comparison. But even this little short time, there's a lot of things on my heart. Ed and I are so grateful. But I do want to pray um, before I turn it back to Pastor Rod. And I want you, if you're here today and you need a refreshing, when we stand up to pray, I want you to lift your hands and say, Refresh me, O Lord. If you've gotten cold in your walk with God and you haven't been talking to him, just say, Lord, forgive me, because he's right here. If you've never received Jesus, there's altar workers, there's people here that will pray and introduce you to Jesus. You just say, Father, forgive me my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the grave. And he'll forgive you and he'll set you free. 
and he'll start you on a brand new life. Sure, there's challenges, but you've got somebody walking beside you who will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never stop talking to you. He will never stop chasing you. There's young people today I still pray for that we reached and touched in London that I'm still waiting to say, Sister Lori, I surrender my life to Jesus. You know, so keep praying, keep standing. Amen? Well, let's stand up, and then I want to pray, and then I'll give it over to Pastor Rod. Yeah? Okay? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just thank Jesus. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for what you've done these last 30 years. Father, we thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you how you've saved us, how you've delivered us, how you've opened our eyes, Father, that we could see you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming into our lives. And Father, right now we just declare heavenly purposes being established, dreams, visions, those things that have been prayed for. Let them come to pass, Father, in the name of Jesus. We call them forth in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your plans, your purposes being established. Father, we just, in Jesus' name, come against every hindrance. We lay them down. We come against the hindrances like the walls of Jericho. will fall in the name of Jesus as we shout. Father, we just declare it now in Jesus' name. Those, Father, who need to come back to you, we say forgive them of their sin. Forgive them of not fellowshipping. Father, release your spirit into them this hour, Father, in Jesus' name. Renew a right spirit. Renew, refresh in the name of Jesus. Refresh us, we pray. In the name of Jesus, receive the refreshing of the Lord in Jesus' name. Say, I receive. I receive, I receive you, Lord. I receive you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Bless this fellowship. Bless this time, Father. May they see their dreams realized in short season in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this hour, Lord. We thank you for Commonwealth Church. We thank you, Father. This is a microcosm of heaven. We thank you. This is a city to the city of, a church to the city of nations, Father. And that this is a light set on top of a hill that will not be hidden. It will not be hidden. It will not be hidden. In the name of Jesus, the light will shine bright and bring many sons and daughters from afar. We thank you for salvations in this house. We thank you for revival in this house. We thank you for restoration in this house. We thank you for Britain being again a, a, a missionary sending nation. We thank you, Father, for salvation in this house and in our streets. We thank you for protection in our streets on the left and on the right and on the front and the back. We thank you, Father, that violence is hindered, that violence is stopped. Father, that those individuals will come to know Jesus, that the light will shine on them. Remove that darkness in their heart, Father, and put it, yes, remove those stony hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name, and put in a heart of flesh. Breathe your spirit on this city. Breathe your spirit on this city. Breathe the Ruach of God on this city. Breathe the spirit of the living God on our city. Breathe it on our families. Breathe it on our teenagers. Breathe it in our school system. Breathe it in our government. Breathe the breath of the Holy Spirit. Breathe. Breathe freshness, Lord. 
Breathe fresh as open the gates of heaven over this community. Open the gates of heaven and pour out a spirit that we're hardly even able to contain it for what you've done. Father, on the street, let there be salvations. Let there be healing on the streets. Let there be healing and salvations in the stores. Father, move by your spirit. Joel 2.28 says that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams and young men see visions. Lord, we thank you for that. Let that promise come true in our day. In our day as we wait for the coming of the Lord. Jesus, we just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.